Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community is a podcast created by Fitmix that introduces you to local health and fitness individuals along with their stories. Episode 16, Matt Avila with the Duke City Gladiators. In this episode, Sarah and Matt dive into the fast-paced, high-scoring indoor football team, their work with the community, and some hints to changes happening in the future. All right. Hello, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. I wish there uh, was some football, some preseason football to be watching right now. But, you know, you, we're dealing I, with it. <laughs> I, know, I know the feeling. It's it's hard to, uh, you know, realize that I look at the schedule. I have it to the right of me and it's like, well, we would be in the playoffs right now. And, you know, but we're not. Mm-hmm. Nobody's playing. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's my favorite sport, too. So for those who don't know, you are one of the owners for Duke City Gladiators. Is that correct? Uh, My title is Director of Public Affairs for the uh, Duke City Gladiators. Okay. Director of Public Affairs. Awesome. Okay, so for people who also don't know who the Duke City Gladiators are, tell us who you guys are, what you do, and all those good things. So in the, uh, we are an arena football team and it is professional football. So what it is, it's very different from the outdoor game. We actually play obviously indoors and we lay down a turf. We put it inside a Tingley Coliseum and, you know, we, we select players from all across the country, whether if it's players from, you know, big 10 colleges, top 12 colleges. And a lot of my players actually come from the NFL. And we move them here to Albuquerque, New Mexico. We negotiate, obviously, a, a contract for pay because they are professional ball players. And, uh, you know, they play here in, in Duke City, and they put on a one heck of a show for, for all the fans. Yeah, that they definitely do. For people who don't really know arena football, it's so much more fast-paced, so much more, like, intense, and the action is just, like, passion nonstop. So talk about how it's maybe a little bit different than outdoor football that we're all used to. So the big difference as a fan, right? So as a fan, when you walk into Tingley Coliseum, you're going to notice that the field is only 50 yards in length. And then you're also going to notice that there's no sidelines. It's actually a wall. So if you picture a hockey stadium or a hockey arena with those walls and we put pads on it, and that, that's actually the, uh, the sideline for these boys. And so there is no catch the ball, run out of bounds. Uh, you know, you catch the ball, you're, you try to run out of bounds, you're going to hit the wall, and then you're going to get hit by another player. So it's very, very fast-paced. And to the arena football player, the difference is actually the width on the field. So that's only 25 yards. That's the biggest difference because that means that we only play 8-on-8 eight eight instead of 11-on-11. 11 11 which is actually the outdoor league. And is it two halves rather than four quarters? Is that correct? Or am I wrong? Yeah. So the, uh, it is a four quarter, four quarter game. (laughs) It's the same as the NFL on that one. So same length and time on the quarters. And then also same Mm -hmm. timeouts, uh, challenge flags, all that is the same as the NFL. Okay. And how many players are on the field at a time? There is an eight on eight. Okay. So is that, that's different from outdoor football, correct? 
Yes, definitely. So what you're really doing is you're taking away a couple of the linemen positions at that point. And these are really high scoring games. I've been to a few games and the scores were up in like the 60s and 70s or 50s. And so it's like really nonstop. So if you're looking for a high paced game, which sometimes outdoor football can be kind of slow. I remember like a, a couple of games like Steelers versus Miami Dolphins. It came down to one field goal. That was like way back then. So it's like, if you're looking for more action, this is the place to be really. Yeah, most definitely. It's so fast paced and, and being inside a tingly, every hit and every, I mean, you can hear a lot of the language on the field as well. So uh, <laughs> that's one of the things is it, it almost echoes inside of that arena where it really, mm-hmm. really just gets so loud. And that's where a big time home field advantage really does kick in for us. Yeah, absolutely. You really do feel like you're down on the field. And especially if you're like in, on those like bottom rows right next to the field. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're right there in the game. <laughs> yes, definitely. So your 2021 would be your third season or how many seasons have you guys played so far? This is actually going to be the Gladiators uh, sixth season. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'll be the sixth season. Um, (laughs) We we did transition into uh, different ownership, which is really, you know, changed for the marketing, you know, to the public. So a lot of people do think that this is our second or third. But be, mm-hmm. before myself and Gina get, you know, Gina Thomas is the owner. Before we got here, they they did have a few seasons under their belt. But I saw that you guys would be going for your third championship in the 2021 season. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. We did go back to back in uh, 18 and 19. That's really impressive. So what do you think that means for your team? Do you think players are looking to play for you guys or like does that make you guys kind of like a name in the indoor arena football league you know it really does um now the recruitment side because i'm also in charge of a lot of the recruitment now it what it does is you know winning one championship definitely gets your name out there because to these boys their whole deal is to come play football get some good footage and either go to the canadian league or go to the nfl and that, that's one of the things that we really want here. So we did hire a very good media team to get good media footage so they can send it off to the NFL. And, you know, one of the things is I just recruited my, my whole defense with, within the uh, with couple months that we've actually been in the offseason. You know, I've, I've got an NFL lineman, you know, from the Baltimore Ravens. I got a cornerback from the Atlanta Falcons, another cornerback from the Detroit Lions. Uh, I picked up a safety from Ole Miss College, you know, so the name is out there. These boys have never even heard of Albuquerque and they're moving here, you know, because of the, just the way the culture is. And, you know, obviously winning two championships is really big for us. Yeah, that's definitely huge. So given the circumstances that are currently going on, what does the season hold for you guys right now? Or what does the 2021 season look like for you? Well, we do have um, tentative dates right now from Tingley Coliseum. And, you know, that's dates that we can actually play inside of there saying once everything is lifted and we can actually, you know, have some sort of a mass gathering together. We are currently planning as a backup to play without fans. 
So, you know, we want to have that in our pocket just in case that does come up. But, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm already filling a 40-man roster uh, for camp. I gotcha. And so is the team practicing right now, or are they not allowed to do that either? No, they're not allowed to do any organized practicing right now, uh, just because, you know, it's considered off-season. So there is no getting together with coaches and doing anything uh, organized. The boys can get together and work out together and run routes, things like that, but it cannot be organized with coaches. Mm-hmm. That's a huge bummer for them because I bet they're missing it. It's their passion. Yeah, you know, in, uh, in football, the closer you get to the age of 30, it, uh, it's slowly going away. So that's what's really hard mm-hmm. for young men. You know, on some of these yeah. guys, you know, they were on the cusp of 27, 28 years old, and they just lost a whole year, you know, of, of yeah. involved. Yeah, that is really disappointing, I'm sure, and frustrating for them. But you said in the meantime, you guys are doing community events. So what are some of those community events? Well, at first we started, um, this. there's this organization called the Aging Long-Term Service Department. They called us and they actually said that they needed help moving boxes. And it was really just moving boxes so they can start packing up more boxes and delivering to the elderly because they needed food. And it started off, we, we, we said, yes, let's do it. You know, one of the things was uh, I did have to let them know, you know, I, I have a you know, camera crew that actually follows me around right now because we were signing a, um, like a reality show. And when we were in Dallas, the reality show, the camera crew was following us around. And once they canceled our game, they said, hey, you need to record this. And now we're going to call it Tackling the Pandemic. So this camera crew followed us around while we were doing all of that. And, you know, it just it ended up on TV, ended up on the news. And then we started delivering and buying groceries to a lot of people who couldn't afford it. And uh, really just saying yes to anything for anybody needed help. And after that, it turned out we were feeding, it's called Feed the Frontlines. And we were feeding frontline individuals, whether if it was a 911 call center, a uh, fire department, it could have also been a hospital. We were feeding them 45 meals every day for two months. Wow, that's that's amazing. And that must be super rewarding for them. Like, I, granted, they can't get out on the field right now, but at least they're doing something for the community that they basically play for and represent. Yeah. And, and you know, each and every one of these players had an option to go back home. And mm-hmm. once we told them, Hey, you know, the season is going to be canceled. Um, we'll help you guys get home. You know, that was something that we all agreed upon upon a league and said, we'll help mm-hmm. you whether if it's a plane ticket, it could be a train, a bus, whatever it may be to get home, we'll help you. And out of the players, you know, we only had six of them go back home. And everybody else said, we want to move here. We want to live here. We'll sign our 2021 contract already as a player, and we'll give back to the community. Well, that's amazing. Do you have, um, like, somewhere for people to watch the like, reality show if they missed that? Yeah, so it is on the Duke City Gladiator website. Uh, that also does link up to all of our social media pages, whether if it's Facebook, Instagram. We do have Twitter. So it's all on there. I could even personally send out the link if anybody does want that. We do have one reality show that was done this year, and then we have another documentary that was actually done last year on it. 
That's awesome. I know like just a lot of people from Albuquerque and New Mexico are just super proud of their state. So I'm sure they want to check out something that's bringing like a positive light to Albuquerque and New Mexico. Yeah, it's been, you know, our, our whole thing is our slogan is called community champions. So what we really want to be able to do, because there is so much going on. I'm not from Albuquerque. So, you know, on the outside looking in, when I wanted to move here, I looked up the city and you know what? It, yeah, it's beautiful, things like that, but a lot of crime and, you know, some of the negativity does come up. So uh, I, I figured, and I love this place. This is my home. And I tell everybody, I said, look, if we can put on a show for three and a half hours on a Saturday night and take everybody away from these streets that everybody say is so dangerous, then we did our job. And it just happens that we played pro football. And that's what I love about this city. You know, from the first year that I came on, you know, I was seeing, uh, you know, 800 to 1,000 people in the stadium as fans. And now I'm seeing 6,000 people in the stands. And it is, it's humbling. It's amazing to see how the community just got behind us on this. Absolutely. I really hope that if and when things return back to normal, that, you know, the fans still continue to come out and support you guys. I think everyone's missing that just community aspect, like you said, but also obviously being able to see sports (laughs) again. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's, uh, I think everybody's at the point right now where they're just, they're watching all these older reruns and games, whether it could be games from the, you know, 80s, 90s, whatever it may be. And uh, they're all watching them, you know, just kind of watching something. And I think we can can open it up and give that back to the community and just give that excitement of the indoor game because it is, you you don't even have to be a football fan. And it is just so exciting to see what goes on on that field. I definitely agree. And then um, while you kind of, like, I guess, wait for, to hear what's next, you know, from the governor and, everything else around us. Do you guys have anything else coming up planned, like any community outreach events or anything that like fans can get involved in? Yeah. So we definitely, uh, yesterday we had a meeting with the Hispano Chamber of Commerce and um, we, they're putting together another program and they really want to help out the, all the, the businesses that did get damaged, you know, during a lot of those riots uh, we want to draw more attention towards, you know, the city, downtown Albuquerque. And we're going to put something together uh, to where it promotes that whole area that was really, really affected by everything. And the gladiators are going to be a part of every part of it. So they're going to do it in phases. And we're going to go from all the way from Unser all the way to Tramway. And we're going to help promote every single small business that's on Central. And we want to make sure that we let everybody know it's out there. These are small businesses. You know, you've got your, you know, your professional football team that's out there. And one of the ways that we can do it is just say, hey, come meet the gladiators and get yourself some gear, some of our new gear, because we did change our logo. Mm -hmm. So we're going to promote it that way. Come get your gear and see these local businesses. Very cool. That'll be awesome for people to be a part of. And I'm assuming you'll be posting that on your social media so people can make sure they can attend this event? Yeah, it's going to be on our social media, our website. Uh, The city is also getting involved, and so is the Hispano Chamber of Commerce. So it's getting, you know, all three different demographics will be, you know, getting getting some outreach on it. Awesome. So I guess 
I mean, I'm kind of just curious personally, uh, just given the circumstances again, how are you guys able to recruit people? Are you still trying to recruit people during this time? Or is everything kind of just like at a standstill and it's kind of just like a, a wait and see or hear, I guess, you know, whatever the governor is saying kind of deal? Uh, every, every team is in, in recruitment mode right now. So the minute that they actually said the 2020 season was canceled, we were already moved into off season, getting ready for 2021. So the recruitment, it, I mean, it started, you know, the coaches, they actually, you know, get on, get on the phone and they start calling, you know, uh, other colleges, they start calling other players um, because there's schemes, you know, um, football is a big scheme sport. So you want to be able to make sure that these players work well with your coaches. On my end, I get in contact with a lot of the agents from the NFL. So you know, I, I'm in current talks with somebody, right? I can't say his name just yet, um, but he, he is a quarterback and he is a national championship winning quarterback. And uh, he used to play for Nick Saban. So, yeah, I've been talking. Oh, I know who. You know who? So, so yeah, I I love that you know. I have a feeling. So, I've been talking to his agent. He is very, very interested in Duke City. So, that's how I recruit. I I talk to a lot of the agents. And, you know, my job on that player personnel side is to bring in some of the best athletes, put them on the field. And let my coaches go to work and teach them the indoor game. You know, the talent is already there. Greg Dent already did sign his contract when he was a number one wide receiver in Florida State. He's already here. He's already living in Albuquerque. Uh, Joseph Putu, he's a cornerback from the Florida Gators and the Atlanta Falcons. He's already currently signed. So a lot of these big names like that, they're, they're already here and they're already actually living in Albuquerque. Well, that's awesome. Even more reason that we need to get a football season going. I know exactly. <laughs> We're going to do some big things. Uh, um, we do have a press conference coming up. Um, we're looking at the 22nd right now of July. And you know, we're going to reveal our, our new jerseys. We did bring out a new logo. So uh, we did get sponsored by Under Armour once again. So we will show everybody our new Under Armour jerseys. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Can you give us a hint? Like, how is it different? Or maybe let's backtrack. Why is there like a rebranding going on? Well, we really wanted everybody to know that the Duke City Gladiators is New Mexico's professional indoor football team. So what we did at that point is we, you know, had to ask permission, but we did ask the, we added the Zia to the logo. So right right behind our gladiator mask, you'll see a turquoise Zia. And we did add a little bit of turquoise into the numbers on the jerseys. So you're really going to see, you know, uh, a real nice, nice brand. And it just, it pops, you know, and you look at it and you see New Mexico. That's awesome. I love it. So you got permission from Zia Pueblo to use the Zia symbol? Yeah, we actually had to call, um, obviously, the governor's office, everybody. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a process to to do it. But, uh, you know, they love the idea. And one of the biggest things was they realized that we were doing a body, mind, spirit camp over at the high school. Uh, it's called NACA. And we were doing a body, mind, spirit. So we were teaching them, you know, football drills, teaching them what to do, what life is like after high school. Um, and then the spirit side is they were teaching us. So they were teaching us their culture, 
they were teaching us the cool. the songs that they sing every day before class starts and the songs that they sing to say goodbye to one another. It is really, really cool to find out that so many different cultures just right here in Albuquerque. Absolutely. And that's because one of the head coaches is Native American. Is that correct? Yeah, that was uh, Dominic Bramante. He, um, okay. you know, he was one of, he was our head coach actually, and he was one of the founders uh, of the Duke City Gladiators, you know, so that was obviously a nice way into the, to the school for us. You know, since then, you know, Dominic has retired and, um, you know, we do have new head coaches. Um, we do have players who've actually were former gladiators, now retired, and they are now position coaches with the Duke City Gladiators. Very cool. Very cool. It's awesome that we're, that you guys are incorporating all the different cultures that are in New Mexico. This place, so many different cultures. I think that's what makes New Mexico truly different and amazing. Yes. And this is, uh, you know, I talked to the boys and uh, I've gone so close with all of these players, you know, one, I'm about, you know, I'm about to turn 34 years old. So I'm actually the closest one in age to all of them. So we can really relate, you know, on a, you know, being a little bit younger and then also, you know, being a, a, an athlete myself, you could just see the brotherhood come together um, in the locker room at practice at the games. And what I really liked is that we actually housed them together in a local hotel and they all live together and you could really see the bond that just, it happens. And I think that's one of the strongest things that we have here in Duke city. That's amazing. I'm looking forward to football coming back. I know you are as well. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Duke city gladiators or anything else that you guys are doing currently? You, you know, definitely reach out to us to be transparent. If you need anything at all, let us know. You know, we've gone as far as personally buying some groceries for some individuals who couldn't get out the house and deliver. Um, we've done birthday parades. You know, we, I, we've done them all the way, all the way to grants before. So really reach out to us through the website. That's one of the best ways to do it. Um, you know, come su support when we kick off everything. Uh, you know, we can guarantee we're going to compete and you're going to be entertained. So that's one of the things that we just want to let everybody know that we're there. Definitely. And stay tuned to your Facebook page, your Instagram page, everything for all the upcoming events that you guys are doing. All yes. Right? Uh, yeah, on Instagram, we are BC Gladiators official. Okay, cool. Good to know. Well, it was great chatting with you. It was great chatting about the football team because I, I miss it. <laughs> and hopefully we can have some football soon in our lives. Yes, we're, we're, we're ready when... As soon as we get the uh, the green light, we're in the field. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Matt, for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Next week, Sarah talks with Rio Rancho's business owner of the year, Mark Morgenstern. He owns Rio Rancho's runner-up for the gym of the year, UFC Gym, they cover a ton of topics that you won't want to miss out on.